This is Matt Peters. This is Lex Lutz. And you're listening to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. Oh, crap. Were we supposed to do that at the same time? No. Okay. <laughs> Start the show. <laughs> oh, I found out something about young people today oh, in my classes. Did you? Do tell. Yes. Young people, and this being 18-year-olds, because that's what all my classes were full of, and that was weird. Mm. They like the Hollister again. The wear Hollister. The Holli- Hollister clothing. I see. I see. So it's no longer about the Abercrombie and Aber Abercrombie. Abercr- well, Hollister hmm. was big when I was in like middle. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, have you seen the dad shoes that have come back? Um, I want to say yes, but I probably own them. I you know, know, like the the bad like the the bad nineties knockoff like tennis shoes that were giant. Like you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I totally do. I mean, that wasn't even not like that was before the nineties, right? Like they had those in the eighties too. Yeah, no, it was like a, a Sora Kingdom Hearts sort of look going on. Right. So yeah, those yeah. are like a fashionable thing now. That's funny. That's they they sell if you go into Target and you go in like the women's section, mm-hmm. you will see those shoes. Man. <laughs> what are these? What are those? At you know, <laughs> I'm so glad they bought that back. Because it's yeah. just such a bad punchline, but it was perfect in that moment of one sibling giving a hard time to another. Mm-hmm. It was great. Man, don't you hate when you have micro SD cards just like around and you don't know what they're for? What? I don't think that's a problem everyone has. Oh, well, maybe it's just me. So, like, you know, I always have recording devices and stuff <laughs> like that. I, I record more than the NSA. So... <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm like, all right, I have a, a, a DVD wrapped up that I'm supposed to give somebody for Christmas or a Blu-ray, okay. whatever. That's how old I am. And there's just a freaking like micro SD card on top of there. And for the life of me, I don't know what it's for. It could have been like some recording that I did years ago. It could be, I don't know, my last will and testament. Who knows? But it's sitting here. So I just have to add it to the pile because I have a ton of them. I, I get addicted to like, okay, when I get a new device, I always get memory with it because I'm like, oh, well, I better make sure I have enough forgetting that I have a whole like little baggie, <laughs> like a dime bag full. Oh, like, 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 <laughs> like you're buying backups and like you're backing up all your info and stuff. Is that what you mean? No, no. Just like, okay. Say for instance, like, all right, I got a new Game Boy 2DS and oh, hey, this needs a micro SD card. I better get another one. Not even thinking. I'm just going to take the one out of my old one. And put it in the new one. No. It's like, all right. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's just how I am. And I'm very susceptible to the, you know, suggestion ideas that they give you on Amazon at the bottom of the page. It's like, oh, you You are a specific hoarder. Yes. You only hoard one thing. (laughs) Oh, I hoard much more than just one thing. I know. But, like, (laughs) I love the idea of a person being a hoarder. But just for a specific thing. Like, why do you keep collecting pet dispensers? You need to stop. <laughs> like, what? What? Huh? That I makes didn't think me, it was a problem. Uh, there's, a, there's some new show on Netflix where a woman comes to your home and she helps you to unclutter, basically. And I've seen a lot of people talking about it online and everything. And I can't think of the name of it, but 
It's just like this this little tiny woman. It's okay. Oh. I'm never gonna watch it. Well, so. Mary, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna watch it either. I'm gonna tell you why. Mary Kondo is her name. So she comes in, and I believe she's a Japanese woman, and basically she has a translator, and it's all these happy fun times, and everybody's enjoying life because they have all this open space now. And D is like, do you want to watch this? Because like I watched the entire preview that loaded up while Netflix was turning on. She's like, yeah. oh, you know, because we're we're eating breakfast or something. She's like, do you yeah. want to watch this? I'm like. No, I'm just going to feel bad about myself because <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. do any of this stuff. Absolutely not. I'm going to be depressed after watching this show because it's not my life. I'm just going to be a collector. I am Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree. I think that I always end up subbing out one thing for another. Mm. So it's like sell my comic book collection, get an entire like yarn collection for knitting. Like it's it, I mean, I don't know. I understand. I think we do, like, in general, need to reduce how much shit we're getting. Mm-hmm. But we. I also think, like, it's okay to have things. Like, we don't need to go to these extremes. My brother's really bad about this, where he's like, you know, I'm buying too many hats, which like like baseball caps. Yeah. yeah. And to be fair, he is. But <laughs> he goes to the extreme. He gives them all away. And then he collects them again. Yeah. And I'm I... like, dude, just get like, just keep five <laughs> and, and you'll be fine. And then you can get one every once in a while. Like every couple of years, you can replace one or you can get a whole new one mm-hmm. and you'll be OK. But like it's the extremes. It's the like I can't I have to do it all or nothing, which everyone gets. I had a Christmas miracle kind of happen with that, too, because I I share that in common with your brother. I basically came to a point where, you know, I have a lot. Of skull caps, a lot of beanies, people call them, right? Yeah. Famously, if you go on my Instagram page, Mighty Ink Matt, you'll see me wearing, for a good stretch there, I had like a different skull cap on every single day of the week for like three weeks mm-hmm. in a row. No, no, no. I just got addicted to them, like just getting them at conventions and stuff because I like a lot of different things. So I got to a point where it's like, okay, I need to unclutter. I need to get rid of some of this stuff. And honestly, some of these hats are made from really crappy materials. So I'm not really going to enjoy them. My head's going to get all itchy. I know. I'll donate them. So I donate all my skull caps. You donated all of them? All of them. So yeah, if, if you live in Chicago and you go to Lost Eras, which is this really cool costume, like vintage antiquing shop or whatever. They also accept clothes donations. And I always make sure to, of course, launder mine very well. So the lady up there knows me, and most of the time she'll just hang them up. Um, like one time I donated like 50 Star Wars shirts that I couldn't give away for a giveaway <laughs> because they're all small. Mm-hmm. And I, I challenge mm-hmm. you. Yeah, well, there's that, that aspect of it too. Most, they were all small? Yeah, well, Star like Wars fans aren't small? like men's small. And then okay, women's like. Okay, keep in mind in the future, fitting. I am a men's small. I, I sent Just you saying. one. You got one of them, I think. <laughs> I don't recall this, but okay. eh, Well, a lot of people try to forget Last Jedi, but I digress. So back to the hat story. I give away all my hats. And then for Christmas, your friend of mine, Jonesy, gives me a Black Panther hat. (laughs) So I'm like, that was the one that I was lamenting. Because I specifically told Dee, I'm like, you know what? That was the straw that broke broke the camel's back. I'm like, this hat, I can do better. It's Black Panther. I need a better hat than this. And so all of them went out the door. And then I okay. get the Black Panther hat. Almost by osmosis. 
So it's wait, like, so so was it a better Black Panther hat, or did she go buy you your Black Panther hat that you gave away? <laughs> that would have been hilarious, right? No, that's what was, I really want this story to be. <laughs> it was not that strong of a boomerang. No, she got me a better Black Panther hat, not okay. knowing about the conversation whatsoever. Just went ahead and goes, you know what? That guy needs a hat. She got me a hat. That's what I would have done too. That was yeah. the right choice. Good job, Jonesy. Yeah, right on, right on. I love you, Jonesy. <laughs> <laughs> As those, as do we all. As does we all. So say we all. Yes, also that. So I kind of talked about my own Instagram. I guess we should throw out the social needs a little yeah. bit there. So yeah, we're at Lex and Matt across the board on Twitter. Although I'm going to be honest, the best way to get a hold of us would be Instagram and Facebook. Uh, it's Lex and Matt mm-hmm. uh, on all of the socials. Uh, we do have a Twitter, but I'm going to be honest. I'm not really. (laughs) I I delete. I used to have a Twitter and I ended up uh, deleting it because it was driving me insane. Yeah. uh, Because of the news cycle and everything like that. I just couldn't have it. So now I have it for the the page so that we can post to it and everything like that. So you can know when a new episode goes up or if we post anything on Instagram or whatever. But it's mostly that. Which today, just today, this is breaking news, folks. Breaking. We are on iTunes now. Yeah. Huzzah. (laughs) <laughs> I can actually listen to it now because I still use the Apple podcast inexplicably. That's right. I know there are better podcast apps, and yet I can't quit you. Well, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, my darling wife today showed me something that I did not know was a thing. Because ever since I've been abducted into the cult of Apple, you know, mm-hmm. happily and gladly here, I have not cared about anything that Android can or or can't do. So she, you know, she's... Welcome to my life. (laughs) She's become addicted to My Favorite Murder lately. And I know she doesn't have a podcast app on her phone because we've talked about this many, many times with all of my dozens of, you know, start and stop podcast ideas. Right. And she just goes, oh, yeah, I just pulled up on Google. I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't understand what you mean. You Google this podcast and all of a sudden it just magically starts to play. Yeah, it just works. I'm like, that's That's my line. You know, I'm the Apple guy. I'm supposed to be the one that goes, it just works. So apparently on the Google app, on your Android phone, you can just Google our podcast or any podcast and it just gives you the episodes without having to use a podcast aggregator. It's like, bam. That is awesome. Yeah. I give the Googles credit for that. Right also, I'm very excited that she's listening to My Favorite Murder because it's the <laughs> best. <laughs> shout out to My Favorite Murder. No. Yeah, yeah, shout out. Shout out to them. We tried to get tickets for any of their shows, any of their live shows. Apparently, ladies, you really like this show because all of them are sold out. Okay, so there's a couple things to that. And I'm not, I won't get too into it. But one, um, if you've listened to the live podcast, mm. you will not want to go to it. It's <laughs> it's a lot of drunk ladies that scream a lot. Even the hosts have kind of been like, you guys need to reel it in. Like, Good God. A little bit. Um, and it, yeah. I mean, you can tell it's like, oh, it's their night out and they're having fun and everything. It's just not, it doesn't feel the same. There's a lot of listening to it. There's a lot of woo girls there. It's true. A lot of woo girls. Yeah, it's definitely a woo girl type thing. And also, if you're a member of their club, you essentially get first pick of tickets. So that's ah, why tickets end up selling out a lot. I see. There's a murder club. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember if that's what fan cult. That's ah. it. Yeah, <laughs> you're in a cult. Call your dad. We deserve a cult. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you. 
Oh, it's coming. That's what the, that's what this is for. It's coming. Two episodes in. Where's my cult? I want my cult. Where is it? I, deserve... <laughs> I want my cult. <laughs> I deserve like Virgin Mary esque candles with my face on there that are sold in Greek Town and on like L trains past ninety fifth street. I'm saying things that you have no idea what I'm talking about. Let's move on. Okay, come on. Oh no, I just assumed that that was for a very specific audience and I just wasn't welcome to that party. <laughs> You're always welcome in Chicago, motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> Anyway, I'm uh, I'm at the the Lex Lutz on on the in, that that that, <laughs> that that finishes our messy thing. Uh, and also, if you go on Lex and Matt, uh, we only follow two people on our Insta page, so oh. you can find both of our links on there. The only two people we're following. That's how narcissistic we are. Yes, and also that's how easy it is for people to find us individually. Well, that's true too. I guess. So that's the point of it. Yes, yes. And also, so we can like our own pictures <laughs> and our faces. <laughs> okay, so I have a question for you. Yes. What's the verdict on Aquaman? Um, well... Because you've seen it and I haven't. Yeah. And you made, you made some posts about you and Dee saw it over the weekend. You know how it is when everybody likes a thing and you are just kind of lukewarm on it? Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, I just, I, I think, I think, this is going to sound weird coming from me. I think it was overhyped because people acted like it was the second coming of Wonder Woman or something. And it was, to me, it was just okay. So it wasn't better than Wonder Woman. I think <laughs> it. it <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's not possible. So whatever. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Yeah. No, Wonder Woman was a once in a lifetime sort of movie. You yes. know, I'm, I readily admit that it was great. I enjoyed it flat out because it was an entertaining film. Besides all the cultural impact that it had, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Aquaman was basically somebody bet DC that they couldn't actually make this movie happen and make it quasi-enjoyable. <laughs> it's like, hey, let's make Aquaman less of a joke. And they did that. They accomplished that. The action, it was okay. The CGI, delightful. Amber Heard, not so much. Not so much. She basically, I, I can't even say she phoned it in. I, I, I did not believe her as Mira, which is messed up because it's a fictional character. And she just seems so wooden. I could not get with the performance. I couldn't. That's interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't. I, do you think it's. Okay. So I haven't seen it. Yes. So that's, that makes it funnier to me with me inquiring in this way. Is it kind of the Natalie Portman and Thor thing? Where it, like, it feels like you're kind of just there to get a paycheck? Yeah, but you knew Natalie Portman had it in her. And that's why, to me, that's why I was more upset with Natalie Portman. Because I'm like, I know you're better than this. What are you doing right now? Amber Heard, it's like, okay, this still seems like your level best, and I got to give you credit for trying and standing there and doing what you're doing. But there was a point in there where she's like, behold, the king of Atlantis. And she literally <laughs> delivered it just like that. I'm like, oh, my God, this is the big moment. What are you doing? No. <laughs> behold, look, it's the king. <laughs> It was just so, just like, this. it was distracting. It was distracting. Um, Willem oh, Dafoe, that's not good, yeah. Right. Willem Dafoe was great. 
Willem uh, Dafoe was in that movie? Dude, yes. Willem Dafoe was in there and he was cut. I don't know. I don't know shit about this movie. <laughs> Willem Dafoe could have been Aquaman if he was like a little bit younger. He was great. How old is he? God Man, damn. I don't know. He is ageless and he is still sexy. I don't know. Maybe it was CG. That is uh that is weird. Right? I didn't it know. Is. I didn't know about this at all. Yeah, yeah. It was a pleasant surprise because I like Willem Dafoe just, you know, out the box. I'm Willem glad Dafoe that... is 63 years old. Holy crap. Him and, oh man, yeah, we got to talk about Dick Van Dyke later too because, man, that dude. It's good. Yeah, he's he's changing the gene pool of humanity right now with, <laughs> with what he's doing. But we'll come well, back. Well, they say what the oldest person is is already alive, like has already been born, like the person who's going to be like 130 <laughs> or whatever the hell it is, like something like maybe that. Maybe it's him. Maybe May him. God let it be him. Him or Betty White, man. Both of them are spry as hell. I'm worried about Betty White. Uh-oh. I'm just throwing that out there. You yeah. know why? Why? Last time you saw her. That's true. I know she was. That's what happened to Stan. Mm. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But kind of they go into hiding, and then it's like, uh yeah, this is the old person's call before they go home. (laughs) It was so sad what was going on with Stan before he passed. So yeah, I'm glad that Dick Van Dyke at least seems to be enjoying. Glad he's dead. Are you glad he's dead? You're a bad person. I am not making that sound bite happen. You can't do that to me. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those like headlines on comicbook.com tomorrow. Matt Peters said, "Blah blah." Yeah, no, mm-mm, mm-mm, not happening. Oh, Matt, no one cares about us that much. <laughs> I don't know. They said Dimitri Martin hated Toy Story too because he made fun of it in a joke. I, mm, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's great. I love when things like that happen. Like, Me oh my too. God, it's a joke. <laughs> Get over it. Okay, so Aquaman. Aquaman. Or uh, should I maybe fork over a dollar for a DVD rental, like a savage? I say if – give it – okay, so back in my day, we used to have this thing called the Dollar Show. So when movies got a little bit older, they would go to a cheaper theater uh, that didn't have as good snacks and terrible seating and, you know, pretty just bad all around. But it would only cost you a dollar. It would cost yeah. you a dollar to get in the same movie. So if that it still existed, I would say wait it until doesn't. it gets at a dollar show. Um, it's not worth seeing on a big, huge screen, but maybe a matinee, I guess. Oh, my sister-in-law and I actually did find basically a dollar theater up in Maryland. Or we didn't find it. She had found it before, and I went to see – we went to see Mamma Mia 2 together. Oh, okay. Because we are big fans of the first one, and so we specifically both waited. And when mm. I visited this summer, we went to see it ourselves, and it was like – three dollars for the ticket and then and this was opening week or not the opening weekend the weekend after but it was pretty early on in the run yeah and and then it was like all in all i spent like ten dollars because i got like a drink whatever too i just have to throw it out i gotta throw this out there d's giving me the stink eye because i'm i'm like you know giving aquaman a bad rap so I guess I gotta like, give you a little bit so what of did she? So what did she like about it? She thought it was good. I, you okay. know what? We'll have to we'll have to get her on a future episode to defend okay. Aquaman and maybe kind of sway the middle the needle in another direction. Because right now, in retrospect, in hindsight, I thought it was just okay. I thought they wasted Black Manta. It was a great costume. They got that spot on. Well, that's going to be a sequel, I'm assuming. Yeah, and they kind of telegraphed that too. 
the the main bad guy looked like he was ripped from the comic pages. Like they got him one hundred percent accurate, and that was cool. Okay. Yeah, I mean everything was fine. It just didn't really wow me. I don't know. It was okay. It was awkward. Well, we've talked about this. I don't. I don't dislike Justice League as much as everyone else does. Okay. Okay. I enjoyed Justice League. I was like, oh, okay, that was cool. That was yeah, fun. Yeah. I've only seen it once. I don't know if that'll change. Um, but I was like, oh my gosh, this isn't as bad as. And I felt like, oh, they're finally getting Superman. <laughs> like at the yeah. end, I was like, oh my god, this is what Superman should be. And now I don't know if we're ever going to get a, a Henry Cavill Superman movie, which is fucking bullshit. Yeah, I I think it's kind of like that's that's a big part of it for me too. Like I did not like Justice League for the fact that they messed up my two favorite characters who were being featured, which are Cyborg and Flash. You know, I I give the guy that played Flash a hard time because he's not Grant Gustin, and that's on me. That's a personal bias. I totally accept that. Yeah. But the kid that played Cyborg, I don't know. There was no charisma there at all. And I'm a Carrie Payton cyborg guy, and you gotta come with like high energy. You gotta come with like straight up just black boy joy. There was none of that there. It was just like, all right, I'm an ex athlete, and I'm here to fight. It might as well have been Firestar from uh, League of uh, Legends, League of Legends, Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I okay. So I I liked Ezra Miller. Okay, that's that's his name, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't that is his name. Want yeah. to like him. Because okay. I was such a, I'm a, I'm a huge Grant Gustin fan, but I was like, God, this kid is funny, and like he he caught me off guard, and yeah. I was like, okay, I totally agree with Cyborg though, one hundred percent. One little thing, one little thing, uh, an interaction between the two of them that got under my skin. I'm sure I've talked about it elsewhere, but I'll just say it again for our listeners' benefit. The the Flash that you and I have watched for the past few years, he grew up with a black dad he grew up with a black uh stepsister who well, I haven't later heard this. married and basically you know when well, that sounds really bad out of context that's why i glossed yeah. over it but yeah, okay, <laughs> so basically you know he was cool like we never saw any awkwardness about race or anything between him and his adopted family because like he had time to settle he was already in that groove whereas ezra miller flash is awkward around Cyborg giving fist bumps and, you know, saying little black colloquialisms and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, this is so weird. That is interesting. <laughs> I I did not notice that. And now I really want to go back and watch some of those scenes again and see if that that's I mean, that's really interesting. That yeah. is not something I ever noticed. I think it like especially there was one scene. I think they were like digging a grave together or something. I don't remember exactly why. But it was just those two off by they had themselves. To, didn't they have to bury Superman? Maybe. Something, something like I that. So. I don't I've, I don't. I've blocked it all out. But yeah, so Aquaman, <laughs> in, the, in the hierarchy of DC films, it's, for me, Wonder Woman's still number one. Got to give it to my, my, my OG, Man of Steel. Aquaman's yeah. right underneath that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I'll watch it when, it when it comes out on Blu-ray or whatever. Yeah. Netflix or something like that. Like, I, I don't think I, I'm going to see it in theaters because I haven't even seen Spider Verse yet. Oh yeah. And I really want to see that. Yeah, you you need to see that. That's going to be a treat. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I looked up tickets opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you about this? No. What happened? They were, they were like fifteen bucks. Oh, that. And I that. was like, and it was at a, and it was at the bad theaters, like the like not even the the really nice like they serve you caviar or not really, but whatever, <laughs> like the really nice theaters that serve alcohol and everything like that. 
it was the local theater and it was like $15 and that was matinee. Hmm. And that was me hauling ass early to go over there. And I was like, no. So I'm waiting till it kind of dies down a little bit and hopefully soon I'll be able to get like a $7 ticket or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope uh, you do get a chance to see it in the theater. Cause it's, it's good on the big screen. I'm go I'm going to, I'm going, yep. I mean, I gotta, I gotta like, it's miles, man. I gotta go see it. It's, it's miles. It's so- and it's your boy from New Girl, and it's your boy. <laughs> no, nothing but respect for my Spider-Man. Yeah, see? My French fry, French fry eating Spider-Man. <laughs> your, your dad bought Spidey. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, but I the, the thing with Aquaman, I, I re, one of my favorite things now is I try to judge these movies or look at these movies from the perspective of my dad. Oh. Because he's not a superhero person. So whenever he even sees a trailer, I'm like, what did he think of that? What's the deal with that? And Aquaman, he's like, what the hell is this? Like, he sees the trailer. He's like, what are these sharks doing? What is going on? What is this? And then it was like, I remember Batman and Superman. He's like, I don't understand. Why are they fighting? They're a team. Like, does it make sense? (laughs) Uh, uh, And I think Spider-Man, he was like, oh, my God, another one, which I'm sure that was a thing with a lot of people. Yeah, I think you're right, because it's not it's not setting the world on fire, unfortunately. I mean, I know it won uh, Golden Globe for Best Animated Film, which is amazing. It beat out Incredibles 2, of all things. It's going to win the Oscar, man. Oh, my gosh. I'm calling the shot. Yeah, that was the first that the fact that it was nominated was one thing. But the praise that it's gotten um, for its animation alone, I, I just think that's what's going to happen. I think it's going to win the Oscar for uh, best animated feature. Yeah, yeah. I just think that's going to happen. And I know a lot of people were disappointed that Black Panther didn't win, but you know we've we've been through years and years of superhero movies not winning any awards, and we've been through just as many years of movies that deserve to win awards not winning, but still being wonderful films. So. I don't think it takes anything away from Black Panther that it didn't win a Golden Globe. I think what it did do, though, is it kind of laid the groundwork for later on in the year getting Spider-Verse, uh, a black-led or uh, a POC-led uh, yeah. superhero movie that didn't get bogged down with all that, oh, it's the first, it's the first this, it's the first yeah. that, it's the highest rated this. It's like all these people are just waiting to throw their spears at it, you know, just to get it, just to knock it down. Like they did with black Panther, you know, they had that whole campaign trying to get the score lower on rotten tomatoes before it even came out, which was hilarious. Yeah. So spider verse didn't have to contend with that. Not only because, you know, black Panther paved the way earlier in the year, but it had just that multiple led cast there. I mean, Miles was the the main focus. Yeah. But it had diversity. It had your Spider-Man. It had, Miles. It had uh, the Japanese Spider Girl. It had a the uh, Gwen Stacy Spider Girl. It had yeah. everybody in there. Even even your Nicolas Cage was in there. So yeah, everybody had a Spider Man. You get a Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. No. I. Okay. So here's the thing about Black Panther. <laughs> Famous last words. Let's let's but, buckle no, up no, here. No, 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 no. Here's no, what no, I no. think about Black Panther. It, this is <laughs> the same issue that the Dark Knight had. Okay. Which which is as great of a film as it is, they're still not going to look on it like like look at. It. I was shocked last year when The Shape of Water won yeah. because that was like 
going into that fantasy realm. I was like, this does not seem like their type of movie, but it was just artsy enough to go there. And I feel like if I had to pick any superhero film that fit that, what they're looking for, it would have been The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. Nolan's Dark Knight. Black Panther is a fantastic film. I can't think of anything like that I would say, ah, they should have cut that, or they should have done this or that. No, it's it's basically a perfect movie. Yeah. But when and I think it'll get a nomination. But when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, like they're going to give it to like a more art house film. You put it in perspective for me. The other day we were talking about this too. You put it in perfect yeah. perspective for me. Like the the movies that usually win these awards aren't necessarily the the biggest budgeted, but no. they're the ones that the studios are trying to get more focus on because they need that extra umph behind it so people do put eyes on it. Yes, because they are smaller films. They are more art house films. They are the films that they make with the money that they made off of Black Panther. Being an example, Disney doesn't really make those types of films, but you know, <laughs> getting into you know, they make these. You know, they make these big tentpole films and then it funds a bunch of other films. This was better in the past. They did more of those smaller films. Unfortunately, it gets smaller and smaller every year. But the Oscars are not like a People's Choice Award. They are there to say this is something excellent that you might not even have heard of, but you should have. Like this, you need to see this. And that's why, so that's why the Oscars exist. So that's why every year when we hear these people talking about like, you know, in the past when they're like, the Avengers should have won the Oscar, like whatever (laughs) movie is. I understand Black Panther. Like that's why I had to preface with like, look, Black Panther is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's a beautifully made film. But I had, like I have to say that like any big budget movie that I was pissed years ago when Avatar was nominated for so many awards. Yeah. Because first of all, nowhere near as good as a film like black panther and (laughs) and the other thing is this has you know it's it's the highest grossing film of all time by the point when they were nominated it become the highest grossing film of all time Mm. 99% sure it already surpassed that it doesn't need any more marketing it doesn't need anything more i understand giving it the the technical acclaim because it did groundbreaking stuff in that but best picture best director getting nominated for all of that shit I was like, no, fuck you. And then every year I hear, like, since then, I've heard, uh, oh, it's going to, you know, the, the sequels are coming. There's four sequels. And I'm like, first of all, that was, what, like 2009? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, yeah. why are you still going? Why do you still care about the blue cat people? And I just, <laughs> it doesn't, but, but that aside, like, look, people like what they like. That's fine. I didn't like it, but that's their thing. I... I'm just like, this is not an Oscar movie to me. Like an Oscar, other than like, like I said, the technical awards, which I do think, you know, any film that achieves technical stuff should be nominated for that. Whatever. To me, these awards, when you get to the Golden Globes, the Oscars, it's about recognizing the individuals who don't get recognized at the box office necessarily. You're right about that. That's how I feel about it. You're right about that. And I really am happy that these uh, these award shows do oftentimes like they, they hit me to things that I never would have watched before. Like I never would have watched True Grit just because I remembered like that that older version. I'm like, this is just torture. I never want to see another cowboy movie. But then True Grit 
got me out of that mindset because I enjoyed it so much. Jeff Bridges is wonderful. He's an amazing actor. And it's like the older he gets, the more like seasoned he gets. He's like the cast iron skillet of an actor. He's great. He's great. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he, he is. And yeah, and that's yeah, man, like that that's so true. Uh I I feel the same way about westerns. I started to watch The Hateful Eight, just mm. speaking of a recent Western movie. And I got like fifteen to twenty minutes in and I and I paused it. And I was like, oh, my God, there's still three and a half hours left of this movie. And it's so boring. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear your rambling nonsense. I just, I, it's weird because I do like some Tarantino films, but like Westerns, I totally agree with you on that. Like, I'm, yeah. they get boring, man. They do. I don't know why. They do. And I don't know what it is about actually playing a Western themed video game. That's that much different to me. But much like the rest of the world, I've been addicted to Red Dead Redemption 2 since it came out. Oh, I haven't played it since before Christmas. Oh, man. Been out of the loop because oh, of man. all the craziness. It's so good, but it's good in a so way I haven't beaten it yet. Have you beaten the like main plot? I have, I'm in the epilogue content at this point. Okay. And I'll tell you this. Do everything you want to do before Chapter 6, and that's all I'm going to say. Interesting. Yeah, because once you get there... You'll want to just get through the rest of the story, and oh. it there there's some things that happen in the world that are going to prevent you from progressing in any of your little fun hunting side quests and train robbery stuff. Just 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 get it done. Just get it done. Yeah. <laughs> I was so frustrated because I was at a I was at a so game store. So you can't go back and do that other stuff like I'm once you get not, past the main story. I am not saying another freaking word about it. Okay. I'm just going to tell right. people that are playing, if you're at Chapter 6, get all your fun stuff done. That's oh, dude, I'm, I think I'm only at, like, two or three. I'm not yeah. that far in. Yeah, I mean, These it's... These games are so long nowadays, which I appreciate, because if you're going to charge me $60 for a game, yeah. like, give me all the content up front. <laughs> what helps motivate that, me? I love that, but I also am like, god damn, like, yeah. everyone finishes this stuff in, like, two days, and I... What are you... How? <laughs> There's a couple things that motivate me, especially with games like this. It's because I, I want to soak up all of the content. And with games like this that are that are so um, you know robust, D and I we tend to play it together. So she'll play for a little mm -hmm. while, I'll watch her, and vice versa. And we we don't want to miss anything. But with games like Red Dead, there's so many random encounters on the road. It's like okay. You can't even, like, do the side mission stuff on your own. Because, like, <laughs> there'll be a couple times where I'll be playing. I'll be like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I met this guy on the road. And yep. he kidnapped me and took me to this house. And then I woke up and I had to fight my way out. And then I met this cool guy. He gave me this golden gun. Just stuff like that. It just randomly takes place. You don't know when or where it's going to happen. I've never seen anything like that in a game. And it's it still amazes me when it happens. Mm -hmm. Like... Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm just like, wait, how did I get here? Like, right. you just have that moment where it's like you get highway hypnosis or whatever, and you're just like, huh? How am right. I back at the house? <laughs> like, that is, it's it's so amazing. And I realized there was, there was small criticisms of it. Yeah. I mean, it was next to nothing. But just like that stuff, like, it's too mundane. Like, it has too much of that stuff. I'm like, isn't that kind of the point? Like, isn't that <laughs> what they're doing? Right. Right. Yeah. I... It's so, and, and then you posted something a while back about clansmen or something in the game. Yes. 
Yes, I did. So this I was... haven't. I I didn't know anything <laughs> about that stuff. This was something that I I read after I did it on Polygon. Okay. So I guess of, of course a lot of people have run into it. I want to preface this with I guess Is it spoilers. A side thing? It's a side thing. It's not even okay. a side thing. It's just a random encounter. It's like basically you just run into this group of clansmen and you overhear them and they're about to set this guy on fire because they're inducting uh, a new member into the clan. And they're like, okay, your final test is you got to set this cross on fire and burn this guy to death or whatever, right? So you encounter him and <laughs> this is something that I've wanted to do ever since I, I heard about it. I got a stick of dynamite. And I just threw it in the freaking middle of the clan rally. <laughs> nice. And as it was one does, so, of course. As one does. And it was so satisfying. And the ones that like kind of peeled off and tried to run away, they were on fire. And of course, wearing these long flowing white robes is not very conducive to running Aww, away. Did I mess up your white robes? Are you not pure anymore? Yeah. So, They're not like you. So Aww. they all died, thanks to Cowboy Justice. And I go and I start searching them because, you know, you go and loot the bodies as you do as a cowboy. And these guys are so broke. They had like maybe 10 cents each on them. I was so disappointed. You know, usually when you loot somebody back in those days, they have like a dollar fifty, dollar forty five, something like that. That's good doing. That's good money back then. But 10 cents. Come on. That's not even worth my time. I couldn't even pay for the stick of dynamite with as much as I looted off of those guys. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but back to the game. So R. Yes. Kelly. No. <laughs> oh no, not R. Kelly. Actually, I've got good news, and this is just this is more breaking news, folks. This is amazing. <laughs> During the time that we've been recording, according to CNN, the surviving R. Kelly documentary spurs follow-up calls from the district attorney, an attorney for alleged victims' family. So, basically, Gerald Griggs, an attorney for the family of Jocelyn Savage, one of the women featured in the surviving R. Kelly documentary on Lifetime, said the Fulton County District Attorney reached out to Griggs a few days ago after the show aired. Griggs said the Fulton County DA is conducting a full investigation into Kelly. So, that's great news. That's great news. This... This documentary was hard to watch. It's first of all, it's on Lifetime, and God bless it. I'm not a fan of Lifetime, but we struggled through. Yeah, six hours long. But didn't they do the the Scientology Leah Remini one too? I think they did. And what's what's interesting about that was about also this, really groundbreaking. Of like, yes, you know, let's give these people who have been abused by this individual or system a, a voice. Yeah, yeah. And that's basically what this documentary did, too. It gave all of these uh, accusers a chance to give their firsthand accounts of what happened. The viewer could see for themselves how these accounts lined up, how he had a a basic just method. He had yeah. a routine of, of how he abused these women, how he fooled them. And how he got them under his wing, how he groomed them almost. Yeah, he even that's used what that, predators do. They groom. Yeah, he even used that terminology like, I'm going to groom you. I'm going to train you. And it's like these these women who were girls at the time were so young, they were starstruck. And they yeah. just got duped into becoming part of his you know, wannabe harem or whatever. It's just so heartbreaking to see these stories unfold. Yeah. And, no, and, and, no, and, and knowing that no one has cared. Because right. they were black women. 
right, black right. girls and black women. It's just like, you know, seeing there are, you know, black girls who are kidnapped all the time and yeah. it doesn't go in the news. But, you know, a blonde girl, a little white blonde girl. And I can say this because I was a little white blonde girl once. Ah. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, and I was almost kidnapped. I was seriously almost kidnapped once. I, you know, I, I can like I can like I can say like, yeah, that they do that. They definitely yeah. do that. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, someone tried it's to alert me in their van once. Don't be, be weary of vans, guys. Yeah. It, it actually happens. It's not even just a, a, a stereotype or a trope. It that does. I was playing happens. in the front. I was playing in the front yard, and they came up and they were like, "Hey, we need directions." No one asks a, a, a nine-year-old for directions. That's not no. a thing. Like, no. No. So I was like, "Oh!" And I ran inside and got my dad. I'm like, <laughs> and of course, it's me. So yeah. I was like, "Dad, someone's trying to kidnap me outside." <laughs> he was like, "Uh, what?" And we went outside, and they were gone. <laughs> I would hope they, so. I'm they were like, like trying. They were trying to like. They were trying to like. It was a bad neighborhood at the time because my parents had just split, so uh, it was just like, oh, we had we had a. God, there was a murderer in that area that oh went on God. a killing spree too. I couldn't go to his house for a while because of this guy. Wow. And I don't remember who it was. It was in. If you look up like White Marsh in Maryland in the late nineties, early two thousands, this dude went on a killing spree. It was nuts. They wow. ended up going in like he he was like at the end, like after he had killed a bunch of people, he was held up in a house for like two days or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then they, you know, my dad was friends with like a firefighter who I guess knew cops who were like, oh, yeah, he's not getting out of there alive. Wow. That kind of, which, <laughs> oh, given the Baltimore police, that, that sounds about right. Man. But, you know, like it was it was just like a really weird time for that area. And it's yeah. still a, like it's still weird there. But like I just. Yeah. Anyway. So this has been my favorite murder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an almost murdered story like they have on there sometimes. I heard that today. Funny enough, before we got started. Yeah. But just to kind of touch on the R. Kelly thing again, because it's, no, it's, yeah. it's weighing I, heavy I, on my heart. It's like I got to no, get this out. I, well, that's why I wanted you to talk about it. I was yeah. like, let's. Deal with this because this is a this is an intense, heavy thing. And like we were discussing it, you and I back in, in text form. Yeah. And I was like, you know, he doesn't have that significance to me. I've just I've never listened to his music. It's never really been a thing for me. Yeah. So I don't have that connection. So they kind of painted that they kind of painted that picture for us, too, on the on the special. Basically, they laid it out like, you know, this is a guy that he made a lot of like just R&B music that was more sexualized. Sure. But he also came out with I Believe I Can Fly, which is like the anthem for a long time for yeah. kids graduating from high school and from kindergarten, you know. He came out with a gospel album. He came out with um, the Gotham City song on the on the Batman soundtrack. You know, he was so well known at one point. Of course, this is the high bar for me, oddly. Weird Al parodied him. Uh, he did a Trapped in the Closet homage, which was really, really? funny. That yeah. much later, I would that I would have thought it would have been. I believe I can fly. Like, right, right. I but I guess I, can fry. I don't know. You know, later later stage R. Kelly, he was hard up for cash. So I think he was more uh, willing yeah. to allow Weird Al. You know, you know the, it's really expensive to lure girls into cult. Yeah, um, yeah, and paying all that child support for your, uh, you know, illegitimate kids, who you try to uh, punish women by not paying child support, quote unquote, or you know, paying for lodging for all of the entrapments uh, that he is still doing. 
Yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. You you really need a stiff drink if you're going to watch this special. But the reason That's why... That's my problem. I have a hard time watching those things. Yeah, it's it's awful. But the reason why it's so close to me is because, like, growing up in Chicago, R. Kelly was, like, a local legend. Yeah. So everybody knew somebody who knew R. Kelly. Everybody okay. knew somebody. And this is, the, this is the messed up part. Every girl knew a girl who basically was, you know... One try of one of the girls who got lured to R. Kelly, because what what he would do, one of his things is that he would drive around uh, Kenwood Academy on the south side in, in Hyde Park, close to Hyde Park. And he would go to the McDonald's over there and he would just kind of hang out and, you know, invite girls to his studio to come listen to his new track or something like that. And that was kind of the thing. And these girls Having heard um, Aaliyah's "Age Ain't Nothing But a Number," which he helped produce, oddly enough, yeah. use that as their slogan as to why it's cool to go and hang out with a grown ass man who yeah. was inviting them to a studio. He doesn't mean any harm by it. He could have any woman he wants. Why would he be trying to get with a fourteen year old girl? These are different things. Because that, he's a. Well, because I was going to say pedophile. I know technically it's not pedophile. It's a whatever no. the fuck. There's another, well, there's those, those dudes now, I don't know if you've seen this, they're like, well, technically, if they're over the age of 10, then it's, like, it's a different type of thing, and I'm like, okay, okay. like, weird, weird moment, but whatever. Yeah, but like, yeah, I mean, like, for, for la- yeah, exactly, that's, that's the word I was looking for, uh, for lack of a better word, like, he's, he's, a, he's definitely a predator, pedophile, yeah. whatever you want to call him, but... I, now this is something I'm I'm curious about because once again I don't like I, I haven't followed him mm. when he was on trial for the underage girl tape yeah situation when was that that was early 2000s uh, I believe so yeah yeah it okay, was roughly. you're right mm-hmm. roughly early 2000s what was the response then yeah because clearly this is like okay it's like it's kind of like woody allen where it's like now we're saying time's up motherfuckers but like where have we been this whole time you know like what was the response then yeah so and here's the sad thing about it this is where i feel like we as a people we as chicago have failed these young girls is because listen a lot of people this is you know we're seeing yeah. a lot of people have failed women and children at every turn like right. this is it's not just chicago but like i understand in this instance it is but like it's a problem everywhere so it is it is and i'll, I'll get into that a little bit more after i tell yeah, you so it was basically like that episode of boondocks just without the humor yes. so <laughs> i i literally worked with a woman uh, because i was working at the chicago stock exchange at the time um, as an input operator, and we had uh, employees there called runners who would basically take the tickets from one broker to another. And there was this one woman; she had young kids at home. She was maybe in her twenties or whatever. You know, my buddy Archie and I, we would always talk to her about like, "Hey, how are you still listening to R. Kelly during your lunch break, knowing he's on trial for uh, having all these different things going on with these young girls? What about Leah? What about this? What about that?" And she's like, "Look." Like I said before, R. Kelly can have any woman he wants. He doesn't need these young girls. These young girls need to stop being so fast, and they need to stop getting on him. Because when you wave a carrot in front of a horse, he's going to bite. And why do you still listen to his music? Because he good. I kid you not, verbatim, this woman said that exact line. Because he good. I don't give a fuck if his Picasso. I don't need to support his work if I find out. 
you know, that he is just molesting young women and being an overall predator and monster in this modern age today, not years ago, not, oh, well, this is something that happened in the history books, you know? No, this is now. And you're still riding for R. Kelly because, oh, yeah, he's good. His music, I can dance to it. And victim blaming. Yeah. Everything, everything they can possibly do. There's a conspiracy now. There's supposedly a a conspiracy against R. Kelly because he's a successful black man in this world. Why aren't they going after Harvey Weinstein? Well, let me tell you, they did go after Harvey Weinstein. He doesn't have a company anymore. And now, Les Moonves, same thing. It doesn't matter what order these people are having to pay for their crimes in as long as they pay, as long as we recognize a problem and we start to do the work and we start repairing the wounds that they've caused on these, on these families, on these generations, you know, it's, it's just so frustrating. And and the fact of the matter is he might never go to jail. Like, like Harvey Weinstein is probably never going to go to jail. Um, there was that case against him, which I think has since been dropped. Um, Forgive me if I'm not 100% on that. Les Moonves is not going to go to jail. The, the the only thing we can do beyond reporting it, like, you know, I like hearing that, uh, where was it that they reported it? CNN. Oh. That, yeah. <laughs> I meant, like, the, the was it a specific, was it in Chicago that they were, like, they're going after him in Chicago? Oh, I don't know. Okay. okay. I think well, it's, whatever. oh, no, it's uh, Georgia. 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 Okay. So like the attorney, I'm I'm glad that like they can look into this and maybe find a way to press charges against him. If the statute of limitations has not let up, uh, which is bullshit. Like that should not exist for exactly uh, sex crimes. But unfortunately there are statute of limitations. So you should know your state's statute of limitations guys, just FYI. And you know, maybe they can go after him, but the, the the reality is there's a good chance he's never going to go to jail for these crimes. I was shocked to see Bill Cosby go to jail, like, or to be sentenced to go to jail. Shocked. Like, I, I did not think that would happen. Like, he's old. He's, he was beloved. Like, I, he's rich. Like, I, I just, I did not see that outcome being yeah. what it was. So it could happen, but it's not likely. And so what we can do in the meantime is take away like this livelihood, say like he should be investigated. He should have this like, you know, I I don't. And then people go like, you know, (laughs) they compare it to like, you know, like, what's he going to do now for a living? I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm so tired of that. Like, and when you talk about there are levels here, I don't like that people try to put, say, like Aziz Ansari for having a bad date that like was uncomfortable and lacked communication and try to like put it in like a Harvey Weinstein level or something like that. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is a different situation. And like someone like Aziz can, I think like make up for that error in judgment and like move forward. But like someone like R. Kelly, you know, R. Kelly, Harvey Weinstein, um, Les Moonves, like they should not continue to have careers. We should not continue to give them money and to let them live a high life, they should be shunned. We shun you. You're done. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. But there's apologists, you know, because yeah. there's guys that, and there are guys who basically are under the impression that, there are oh, some well, women, but yeah, they're mostly men. It's mostly dudes who are just yeah. like, oh, well, this person's paying for this. What about me? What if they start coming down on guys who are doing a little bit less bullshit than that? 
and they start looking at my mess. Oh no! Mm-hmm. What about? Yeah, it's just all about. I like what that. Idris Elba said, where he was like, you know, good men don't have anything to worry about. Exactly. You know, like if you're exactly. not doing anything wrong, you've got nothing to worry about. Good men have nothing to worry about, and real men stand up for the mistakes yep. they've made. They 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 admit and their mistakes real men and they stand try to be up better. For victims, yeah. real women stand up for victims. Like that is what you do. Like. That is the. This is why I get so frustrated with people when they don't want to take care of others and help others. I'm like, what is the point of life then? What's if the point of being help on others? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's like a... that's you're paying your rent, man, for being here. Like help someone else. Help as many people as possible. Right. Like right. do what you got to do. So, yeah, that that's a whole thing. I, I've got complicated feelings about that. I'm sure we'll touch on it again. And that just kind of adds to like. Everything going on, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with the whole, like, the post-holiday blues syndrome that goes around and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Post-holiday? Yeah. Oh, I feel it during the holiday. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people do, too. I distract myself when I do all, like, the... It's such a, like, it's such an imposed, um, buy gifts. Like, yeah. listen to this happy music. Right. Here are the lights. Here are the... Th- and it just every year for me, it gets worse. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm just like, no, I'm like I'm done with you. <laughs> I gave away. up on the music this year. I I could not do the music. I'm like, forget it. I don't need to hear scary ghost stories again mm-hmm. for the fiftieth time in a row and wonder why he's talking about scary ghost stories around Christmas time. That's it, an unsolved mystery. You'll never. You know, know, I did the exact same thing. I didn't listen to any music this year. I think or last year either. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, man. When Carrie Fisher died so close yeah. to Christmas, yeah, that fucked me up. Like it did. Like it real. I was crying like mm-hmm. heavily, and I was really upset because it was like this hero of mine, and it was just like I'm never gonna get to meet her, and like all of that stuff. And it, and sometimes it's kind of weird to mourn for someone you've never met, but at the same time, like she meant so much to so many people. Yeah. You know, she was as a as a writer, as an actress, as a fucking hilarious person at you know all of the scripts that she's doctored over the years like or come in and um you know edited and everything like that she was just like this light and it and it happened around christmas i feel so bad for her daughter and everything like in her family her brother yeah. and stuff like that but like even as just a fan i'm like oh christmas you suck <laughs> like like right. you know this hot and then it yeah it does continue like you get these hot like like you said post holiday blues where you're like oh all right. Is the joy supposed to be gone now? Like, <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> and I've tried to do several things to kind of fill that void because I, I realize over the years, like, I get obsessed with the whole Santa Claus thing. Not what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like oh, you know, when Matt, I go and I get wait, like, wait, what? Do what? You, do I? Matt, he's not. He's not. Wait, should I not tell you? Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I meant the being Santa Claus thing, because I love buying presents for like you know people that aren't expecting it, like with the with the post office and they do their Operation Santa Claus. I love that program because you know these kids they write in, and you know these are kids that are staying in in, in like foster homes and stuff like yeah. that that normally wouldn't get presents, and the post office allows you to like mail them stuff that they want mm-hmm. and need, and it's heartbreaking like. Honestly, it's crazy just to see these long tables of letters 
and they they put a box of Kleenex there just because they know you're going to need it, and you do. Because yeah. um, yeah. none of these kids are asking for anything extravagant. Well, some of no. them are. I can't lie. Some of them are asking for like Playstations, but the majority of them are oh, like get asking out of for. Here. Yeah, no, yeah. Kidding. But one, most of them are asking for like clothes. You know, yeah. they're asking for like you know. Oh my God, there was one that we saw one year where we just like we had to stop. We we just broke down. It was a little girl, and the letter she wrote was, you know, I'm gonna ask you for this and this, but I really wish I could see my grandmother again. Oh, and I'm like, God. oh my God, this girl is getting everything on this oh. list. Oh, God. Do you and want I'm a thinking, puppy too? Right. Oh, <laughs> like if I could send you a hug in the mail, I would. Yeah. But it's like that just that type of stuff, like that makes me want to keep going with it. Because all this, you know Why stuff... do you think you so so I don't understand uh, like are you are you saying that like you you think about not doing it? Or is it oh, do you mean like it upsets you to have to read the letters? Is that what you mean? Like no, I'm I'm saying that I kind of use that as as a distraction because oh okay yeah you're talking about Carrie Fisher I totally understand that and I think about how close I got to my mom yeah. before she passed away yeah and that's I think the void that I'm really just trying to kind of yeah. just keep filling and I can't be depressed around the holidays because yeah. The family that I have, I love, and I want them to feel, you know, special. I want Dee to feel special, and I want to keep feeling special. But I can't help but think about all the time that I lost with my mom because we weren't getting along for so long. Yeah. And then, of course, when she got sick, it just, like, snapped. Everything is like, okay, fuck being selfish. You need to get to yeah. know your mom, and you need to show her that you love her because this, this isn't going to be around forever. And I still feel like it wasn't enough. So it's like but I'm like, just... you know, like you're you're allowed to feel that way. Like you shouldn't you shouldn't feel like I can't feel this way. Like you can feel depressed because you have a loss in your life. That's a thing that's, you know, that's always going to be there. And like you're a, like every so many of us do this. I'm, I'm saying like it's not just you. Like it's me. It's it's people I know. Like, you know, everyone does this where we go. We can't feel this, whatever yeah. it is, good or yeah. bad. Like, you know, I can't fall in love with this person. <laughs> Not right now. It's bad timing. That's mostly yeah. rom-coms. But, but no, no, I've, like, I've totally in, been in, there too. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And like, I can't feel this because it's Christmas. Like, and then what are you gonna do next? I can't feel that way. It's you know, it's uh, you know, Flag Day. I don't know. Like, it's Flag like, Day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it, you know, you get into the next holiday and the next thing, and there's always something going on. There's always yeah. a thing. There's always someone's birthday. There's always like a thing that you can't feel this way because you've got this big meeting or big job thing. Like, no, fuck it. Like we need to embrace it. Like you can, you need to, if you need to feel that, you feel that. That being said, I think it's cool that basically every year you're like honoring, you know, your mother and this void for lack of, you know, like that's what you would call it by helping others. Like that, that's really cool. Like that's a really cool tradition to deal yeah. with. The yeah, pain I, of that. I hope I can keep doing it that way. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I'm thankful for the job I have that allows. I know me to that, do that if you can't, like 
you still did it for so many years. Like if you reach a point where you can't, you did it for so many years. And like maybe you one year, you know, if you can't do it, like maybe you can do one thing like, you know, one letter. <laughs> it's just some clothes, like, yeah. you know, like you said, or or like a simple toy or whatever. But like it's still that one thing and it's still going to change a kid's life. It doesn't have to be all the things. It can just be, you know, one little thing that's just like that little drop of kindness to the world. Well, we'll keep doing what we can, you know. And, um, of course, the main goal, as always, is to keep Bill Cosby in jail. I still haven't forgotten <laughs> about you, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Is he actually in jail yet? He he, I think he is. He's, like, straight up in jail, jail. Like, because I, I remember reading a story that the first night they served Jello, and it was like, no, that is no, that's the onion. That's oh the onion. man, I, you know, it was just too funny to be the onion. The onion's great, but yeah, no, it was just too, it was just too spot on to be the onion. But with the toys and whatnot, man, Legos are expensive. You know, they are. They are. Do kids? Do a lot of kids ask for Legos? I'd imagine they do because Legos are the best. But it's uh, like, not, I can't do that. Not as many as you would think. No, I'm usually the kid asking for Legos. Um, Dude, I don't ask for Legos. Like, they're too expensive. <laughs> they are. I try, like, I get sets that I like. Like, I made a pledge to get every single set that came out for Avengers um, Infinity War. Because, okay. and this is the most gimmicky thing in the world, but I swear, I just had to do it. I had to get all the gems for the Infinity Gauntlet, and they put one oh. in every single set. They came out with six sets, and there were six gems, so they were like, you know what? We're going to make these people spend a lot of money. Wait. And I, it worked. It worked. So so now, now I need, because I didn't know this was a thing, yep. so I need to know a little detail about this. Are they are they like gems that are sized like actual gems? Are they mini gems that go into a Lego piece that goes on <laughs> Thanos? What is well, okay? I, I need so to of the six sets, there is a Guardians of the Galaxy Milano set where you can build the ship that the Guardians ride around in, and it comes with a Thanos mini fig, which is actually a, a, a big fig. So you know the difference between like the Captain America regular size mini fig and then like the Incredible Hulk, right? Yeah. So like it's, uh, Thanos like it's scale for Legos. Exactly. So Thanos is a big fig and he has interchangeable fists. So you can either have him have the two purple fists or you can uh, put the Infinity Gauntlet on his left hand. And the Infinity Gauntlet has little holes poked in it so you can put the uh, appropriately sized <laughs> Infinity Stones in there. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is... That makes it worse. It's diabolical. It is, because it's like, (laughs) look, if they gave you, like, hey, if you buy this set, you get a glove, like, and then you add the little, like, the big Lego stones, but no, they're giving you scraps from a factory to put into a little mini Lego glove. They are. They are. And you can totally buy bootleg versions on like Brick Hunter or something like that. You but can it's buy not bootleg. The same. It's not the same. It doesn't have the official Lego stamp on there, so it's not legit. And it's got to be legit. <laughs> I don't want that that off-brand cereal bullshit. No. 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 <laughs> I don't want your Captain Canuck cereal. I mean, it's Captain a deep Crunch. rabbit hole. It's a deep rabbit hole. Yeah, I don't need that. Um, uh, give me Captain Morgan, not like Admiral Longbottom <laughs> Drunker. I don't know. Yeah. But well, yeah. should make a knockoff, and it, it's like Admiral Akbar, but like it's the like Star Wars version of it. 
Because, you know, they put his shit on everything. Yeah, yeah. We care about him. I don't. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Admiral Akbar, it's a trap. Pregnancy test. No, no, no. That wouldn't be right. Yeah. <laughs> that is, uh, oh, my God. That would actually be good. <laughs> I would say it'd be a good gag gift, but then desperate times, somebody would actually try to use it and find out that it's just a gimmick. Yeah. God, that makes me think of over the holidays and stuff. You know, I had family and everything talking about having kids. And, you know, I have friends, like friends of the family who are also like, you know, their kids are having kids in my age bracket, maybe a little bit older, maybe a little bit younger, you know, mm-hmm. isn't that? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just like, oh, God, I've reached the age where I'm not like, are you going to keep it? Like, are, <laughs> like uh, are you sure? Like, oh, shit. That sucks. Like, you know, where it's like, oh, no, we're planning for it. Ah. That's weird. That's like weird. This, this is on purpose? You, okay. Cool. Yeah, but, like, it like it makes me think of that, like, the, that pregnancy test. Cause I'd be like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> but, but, no, it's it's like, oh, my God, no, we're trying. Like, we're off birth control. We're try- Which, first of all, that's just a strange thing, you know, society-wise. Yeah. To just be like, yeah, we're fucking a lot. And we're not using any protection. Hey, Merry Christmas. We're playing fast and loose with the birth control. We okay. pulled the goalie. Look wow. easy. Yeah, like, thanks, I guess. Good good job. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. No, I, and, and on one hand, I'm like, cool. Like, little baby, that'd be fun. Like, you know, chunky little baby to play with. But, like, on the other hand, I'm like, I don't want to know that. Because <laughs> <Like, laughs> now tell I have me to when think it's about it. Like, yeah. tell me when it's a thing. Don't tell me, like, well, guess what we're doing. Oh, God. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> I had to get over that real quick because I have friends that will tell in great detail the lengths they go through oh, to get preggers. Oh, my God. Well, okay. Let, let, let's just run through this real quick because okay. are you a person <laughs> – Lex and Matt's excellent adventure. Da, da, da. Are you a person that it openly talks about sexual things or are you a repressed former Catholic like me? It depends on the audience. Okay. Truly. Like with, with D&I's belly dance friends and everything, I'll talk about whatever. I just, you know, it's a good outlet. It's good. It's cathartic because you can just say whatever you're thinking and you don't have to worry about, oh, no, this is too gross. It's like, no, these are all the things that I'd like to discuss with adults. I've gotten better about this, but (laughs) only with select friends who I'm like, all right, this is a safe zone. But Mm -hmm. I still, when people around me talk like that, and it's weird because I'm very dirty. Like I make dirty jokes. I cuss all the time. Like all oh, that. Yeah. But when it's when I know it's real, and especially when I know the partner involved, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh fuck, what? Like <laughs> what? I don't need to know that. And then and then it becomes. But this is this is the weird. So the the reason I'm curious is because in that situation, like if you even like kind of hint where you're like, I'm uncomfortable right now. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Why are you so repressed? Like, right, right. Uh, because I don't know, man. I'm a good Irish Catholic girl, which means I love the Lord, and the Lord hates me. Like, come on, like, <laughs> you know, that's why. Because, because <laughs> you should hide your shame. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I grew up like that, basically. You know how you it is. Too? How? 
I did, but it, it you know it was Baptist Kojic, Kojic being Church of God in Christ because yeah. a lot of people don't get that acronym. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It was like I grew up under that rule, so I went the other direction where I just all of a sudden I'm backed up and I need to get it all out now. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think that's <laughs> I think that's definitely a thing, I, and. And, and you grew up like it depends on your family. So like, yeah. you know, that my mother's side was Catholic, but my, my grandmother or I'm sorry, my father's side. So like my grandmother was Baptist and then they she converted to Methodist, although I still consider her a Baptist, like her mentality is very Baptist. And, and you know, so they they talk about a lot of things, but like, you know, my great uncle is gay and he didn't know about it for years. Ah. Like it was it was it was one of those things that's like, oh, it's. His, you know, and and this other guy, like you know, I'm not gonna name names because just be for like privacy of individuals, you know. Sure, but sure, like sure. it's it's one of those things where it's like, oh, and and it's like a partner, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> I didn't know this, and it's because they it, because it makes them uncomfortable, so they don't like push that person out of their family, thank God. But like, it's still like you don't talk about anything like that. You don't talk about that stuff, and it's just it's weird because. They're super open about certain things, but like right. really closed about others. And it's just like it, it has to come from some religious thing. Like it has to like that's what I always come back to. I'm like the people who I know who are very open about that stuff, they weren't raised religious. Like mm-hmm. it's it almost always. And if they were, they just had more progressive, healthy parents. Like, you know, my my brother, for example, and my sister-in-law are very um, – very religious and but they also speak to their like their kids understand like you know body parts and sex and stuff like that like you know my niece has those hilarious quotes that you know kids (laughs) you know (laughs) like you know they're watching the king and i oh my god my oldest niece who's nine was like oh he must have put out a lot of semen or like something like that. Like, you know, say, like he, he must have put a lot out there. Like, you know, just like, oh, God, like what? Oh, I think man. she called it like penis juice or something like that. But like, That's you know, like, but she knows what everything like, you know, they know what this stuff is like. They understand it. And it's just so strange to me. Time out, time out, time out real quick. Penis juice is the official porn parody version of Beetlejuice. That is just <laughs> awesome <laughs> okay continue i'm sorry that has to be real i don't want to google it though I'm not no neither do i'm not I putting googled, that in my search I googled history. willem dafoe that's it i'm done <laughs> that's as dirty as you're getting today willem dafoe oh my god i googled something the other day mm-hmm. and it was meant to it was it was i was looking up a quote or something like that and and it was, but it was like a quote from a movie or so, you know like it wasn't a scholarly type of quote oh no it was porn like whatever, whatever words, I, like it, it just, it always leads back to porn. But I was like, oh my God, no, like the internet is terrible. Right. Horrible. Rule 34. Rule 34. Yeah. I'm not like, yeah. it's not like I'm against that. I'm just like, I was just like, no, I was Googling innocent. <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally like, okay, out of context. It's like, yes. what? Yeah. I'm not ready for this. Wait a minute. Unexpected porn <laughs> is the worst. It's not porn o'clock. I'm trying to look up recipes. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> How dare you, sir? Like, that is yeah. just, yeah, yeah. So I totally, I get you on that. Totally get you on that. 
But no, I was just curious. I'm like, oh, are you one of those people that does this or that? Because I'm starting to notice it now with people. Well, not starting. I've noticed it for several years now. But like, oh, how repressed are you? Like, because we've all got levels. I don't know if it's like the Kinsey scale or whatever, where you're like, what level are you on the repression here? But it's it's just really funny to me. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then it changes, obviously, like guys will be more open with other guys. Girls will be open more, more open with other girls. Like it just depends on, you know, the yeah. the crowd. But I'm always like, oh, shit, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, yeah, when they're like, oh, we're trying. I, I'm just like it, it's edging into that arena where I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Like I, n- not with you. You're not one of the people. <laughs> not one of yeah. my person. I mean, it really depends. It really depends on the person. You gotta, you gotta test the water a little bit, and then when it gets weird, you're like, okay, maybe not you. All right. It was fun, but nah. Nah, son. Nah, son. Nah. Man, you know, we keep on threatening to talk about Arrow, and I feel like we just keep getting farther and farther away from that special, where it's not so special anymore. It's not. Do you have any predictions for Crisis? Um, we're going to get that scene where Superman's holding Supergirl and he's like looking up at the sky and crying. But it's going to be a fake out. It's going to be a fake out. She's going to get up or it's going to be a shapeshifter or Flash is going to, you know, Barry's going to screw with the timeline again. And, you know, it's going to be a whole thing. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to it because they're going to have to do something astronomically special. It's going to be the end of Arrow. That's my Uh, prediction. he's gonna die i think that's what it's gonna be yeah you're probably right about that i think that show has run its course anyway i mean ever since ever since flash debuted i've automatically loved it more than arrow the only reason that i'm glad arrow still exists is so it can cross over with flash because i love fun diggle and on 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 the crossovers when diggle's on flash we get fun diggle yeah, <laughs> I feel like those characters would be better if they just swapped, like, say, Diggle on Legends or something like and, and just, you know, played around with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and just let Arrow, you know, come to an end. Um, but I, I think that's I, that's just my prediction. I mean, it might be completely, you know, out there and not going to happen. I don't know. I don't know how long they're going to try to keep Arrow going. Well, if we get if we get what John Wesley Ship teased happening with Diggle, he can go to to Flash with no problem. In fact, he he'd actually belong more on Flash if he uh, ended up think, getting the ring. Do you think that was real or was it just fan service like the small <laughs> Yeah, because forever people were just like hypothesizing, like, oh, John Diggle, that must be a fake name. It's probably you know, uh, John Stewart, and that's actually Green Lantern. Everybody thought that, but then they kept getting farther and farther away. He would be. He'd be perfect, you know, because he's got that same vibe that Phil Lamar had on the uh, Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. That same exact vibe. I, I would be cool with it if he had to go and, like, you know, redo his identity or something like that because uh, he went deeper undercover and his family got killed or something i don't want him to lose his kid because they've already done that once before they could just fix it with the timeline later (laughs) first you gave me a son instead of a daughter now you gave me nothing all right thanks barry yep like i'd still be pissed about that like what in the world dude i had a daughter i have all this pink shit hanging up in here and now you give me a son come on come on dude i don't know (laughs) yeah yeah you're right but yeah no like 
I, I mean, I think that could happen in the in crisis if they're yeah. if they're serious about it, which I don't know. I don't know they are. Like I, this is where I wonder how much is DC limiting them. Like, you yeah. know, are they allowed to do Green Lantern? That's true. Or are they are just they allowed to like? hint about it are they going to pull a marvel and just basically end their relationship with the cw in order to pull more things onto their dc unlimited uh online streaming service don't you put that evil on me ricky bobby (laughs) yeah i think it's a distinct possibility i think so too and i'll even give you this i'll give you this little tidbit titans much better than i thought it would be i watched it from start to finish i know I know. Trust me. There's 11 episodes. I I want to recommend this. You need to watch this, dude. It's actually good. Yeah, it was advertised completely wrong. I mean, everything that you think you know about it is just wrong. This ain't your daddy's Titans. If your daddy had a Titans, but it's good. We watched That's it. That's how we they advertised it. it, though. Like they advertised yeah. it. It's not, you know. <laughs> That's right. A dick or whatever. No, no. He said. It was fuck Batman. They tried fuck to get Batman. that. Yeah, they tried to make that like the stinger, and yeah, it was kind of dumb. But does it's it have dumb. language like that, or was, or was that just like? Oh no, fake? they curse like sailors the whole time, but it works. Okay. And it's got one of the best soft pilots that I've ever seen with Doom Patrol, because. Mm-hmm. You are immediately endeared to Brendan Fraser as uh, Robot Man. Hold on, Brendan Fraser's in this? Dude, yes. Brendan Fraser is a Robot Man on Doom Patrol, and it works, and he's great. And oh. Timothy Dalton is going to be the chief on the show. Oh, fuck, uh, I don't want to watch. Why are you, why are you <laughs> talking me into this goddamn show? I have so many shows. I have so many fucking shows. I was just last night. I was like, I gotta catch up on the Americans. Like that, yeah. that's winning all the awards, and I and I've only seen like the first two seasons. So it's like, oh, I'm gonna go back and rewatch first season. And it's like, oh my god, I gotta watch Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones is coming back, and I gotta refresh. And I was like, there's so many shows, and now you're yeah. like, hey man, mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser's on the show, and I'm like, motherfuck, dude. Oh, Titans, Titans is is good as a Netflix show. Titans is better than Cloak and Dagger. Titans is better than Runaways. I seen any of Cloak and Dagger or Runaways. Yeah, don't waste your time on those. Really, with Runaways? Seriously, seriously. Now, my buddy Archie says Runaways is pretty good. I think it's just okay. I How watched it. I saw the whole season. Oh shit! Okay, well that's fair. Yeah, season two was out now. I saw all of season one. Yeah, it was just all right. It was I just didn't okay. hear anyone raving about it, so I didn't go back to it. And I know that they just released all of season two. And I listened to an interview, like a podcast interview with one of the cast members. I was like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, More like, power to them. You know, it's fine. But, I mean, we're never going to get that one consolidated Marvel Universe that we've wanted since Jump. It's never going to happen. They've basically put the nail in the coffin with the Netflix shows. So there's no reason for me to invest my time and heart into Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. I don't care about them. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not, I didn't even read the comic. I still haven't watched all of Daredevil, the new Daredevil, because yeah. because I'm just like, it's the same with like, you know, I know they're going to do one, what was it, one more Punisher, Yep. and then they're going to cancel it. Like, they're going to cancel it, you know, because everyone knows that's what's happening right now. And then they're doing <laughs> one more Jessica Jones, correct? And then that's right. it? Exactly. Right, and so we know what's going to happen. any of these. Like, why should I? Why should you I? Should... There's so much television out there. You should watch Daredevil, though. That was good. It was it was better than season two. Does it leave you hanging? It makes you want more, 
but it gives you a good ending place. Not like Luke Cage. Luke Cage left you like, oh, man, what's going to happen next? No, Daredevil's like, all right, this is my arc. This is it. Next season is going to have to be a whole different thing if we come back. But no, it it ends in a good place. I loved it. Like for people who don't know, I love Daredevil. Like I really love Daredevil. I think Daredevil is a really cool character. I love the concept behind him. Um, I love like Bendis writing Daredevil. I even liked the movie. Like that was the thing that got me into it originally. It was the Ben Affleck movie, which I know doesn't hold up or whatever. And like everyone hated it at the time, but I was a kid when that came out. Like I enjoyed it. Um, you know, so it's like, oh, okay, this is cool. Like this guy. Like I, I just I'd never heard of Daredevil when I watched yeah. that movie. It was just a it was just a movie that came out, and I was like, oh my god. Like I knew who Spider Man was. I knew who Batman was. I knew who Superman was. I had no idea who Daredevil was. So I went in and I'm like, oh my God, this guy is blind. And like, he becomes a super, you know, superhero. It enhances other abilities. And like, he could do all of these things. And like, but he's also just on the ground fighting and he's human. And he's like Batman, you know, like, I just, I thought, man, this is so cool. Like, I just thought, it, and like, I didn't know. I remember specifically going, oh, that's what, that's what those bumps are. I didn't know what Braille was. <laughs> Oh, like wow. I was that little. I didn't know what Braille was, you know, because that came out in. All right, chili babies. Hold on. <laughs> hey, sweet chili babies. Let me look it up real quick. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come chili on. babies. Sweet chili babies. I like that. It's you have to Google Daredevil Affleck to actually get to the Daredevil. OK, so 2003. So I was 11. So I didn't really like understand. I I mean, I'd never known a blind person or anything like that. And I understood that there was like, like I, I knew that Braille was on things like the little door labels that had okay, like, yeah. 204 or whatever. Right. Like, I knew that, that Braille was there and I knew that it served a purpose, but I didn't really know what it was. And maybe I was slow for not knowing it up until that point. <laughs> I don't care. I was. Okay. But like, I remember just like not really knowing a lot of that stuff and like, Oh, okay. This is interesting. Like, I just, I loved, like, it made me love Daredevil, for better or worse. And then when the show came out, I'm like, oh my god, this is actually a good version. <laughs> this is actually a good version of this character that I like. And I had since read comic books about him and Daredevil and and Ben Affleck. Did you know that there are extensive graphic novels just about Ben Affleck? No. no. Uh, <laughs> no uh, but like, you know, I. I was like, oh, I was so, and, and it's just, and so I want to go back and I want to watch this, but at the same time, knowing that it's cut short is just breaking my heart because there's this character that's like, I think, amazing representation for people with disabilities, like, and it's such a cool character and it's so well made, unbelievably well made. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where I'm like, I know I'm going to get to it, but it's just too heartbreaking for me right now to, to confront. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. did you have for, were you the one who told me you had for years, like the last season of 30 Rock that you just wouldn't watch? Oh, no, that wasn't me. But I know yeah. that I know that dilemma because, yeah. uh, again, Archie, he's kind of funny in the way he won't beat a game that he's really enjoying right away okay. because he wants to make it last. Yeah. Like, so his 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 uh, stack of shame is just padded with games that he absolutely loves, but hasn't finished yet. 
just because he yeah. wants to make it last forever. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of cool. I mean, I, I get that, that love. You just don't want to let it go. Yeah. Someone I know, I someone I know, and you you guys can write us in if, if you're one of those people listening that is, you're like, that was me. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but like would not watch the end of 30 Rock because it's just like, I can't have this absence in my life. I need 30 Rock to still exist. And I was like, okay, like, like that's, that's, that's rough because you're missing out on some great stuff. But, but yeah, like, you know, I, I'm in the same position that you're in right now where you're like, oh man, you should go, you should go watch season three of Daredevil. Is it three or four? (laughs) Yeah. It's three. Three. Yeah. Season three. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you should go watch that. And it's like, man, I know. But like, if I pretend (laughs) not gone, then it's not gone. Right, right. I'm kind of that way with Voltron right now. I really enjoyed what they did with the new version of it, but it's just like they kept churning out so many episodes I got so far behind. So Is that a cartoon? It is a cartoon. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's I, on I don't know anything about Voltron. So or, Okay. Or so all you need to know is the basic premise is that these five robot lions come together to find a giant to, to form a giant robot uh, that's piloted by five cool people that that's have a connection. That's not Thundercats? No, but ironically, I was saying it would be cool if Thundercats and Voltron had a crossover, but it can never happen. It can Why? never happen. Because the rights are held by like two different oh, companies. Yeah. Voltron, I don't know who owns the rights to it, but it's, it's licensed to Netflix right now for this series. And Thundercats, of all people, the license, uh, it was created by the Rankin Bass company. Rankin Bass, I guess. The same people that made Rudolph the Red Nose. Bass Ranger. Pro Shop. Yeah, Bass Pro Shop. Get your Thundercats gear and your fishing gear right there. Get her done. So, so yeah, I I don't know anything about cartoons. (laughs) Uh, I don't watch cartoons. I'm better than that. No, I'm not better. Are you kidding me? Bob's Burgers? (laughs) You want to get into cartoons. That's That's not a cartoon. Yes, it is. That's animation. No. What? You see, that's that's for adults. Yeah. What? I'm is, kidding. Okay, am I not? Am I? Is this the? Is this the? No, it's not anime. It's manga or whatever. I don't know. Sure, sure. I'm we'll call it that. Cool enough. <laughs> to but no, Voltron. This stuff. Voltron's cool because what it, Netflix. You know, at the time they were doing that thing where they took all these analytics and they would just like throw them together in a bag and shake them up and make a new show, like how they got House yeah. of Cards. Uh, right. So Voltron was a result of, okay, we got the nostalgia aspect from Voltron. It's, it's a remake. Uh, mm-hmm. We have the modern cartoon, which everybody loves, but nobody was able to see because Nickelodeon sucks, which was the Legend of Korra. So they got that oh, team yeah. from Legend of Korra, and they put it together with Voltron, and they got this amazing show. I highly recommend it I if still, anybody I still need to watch the um... – because I did like Korra and uh, it, um, Avatar, yeah. Last Airbender, and I still need to watch that new show that they have on Netflix, their original, whatever it's called. Oh yeah, they made another one, didn't they? Yeah, they did, and then they're doing a live action Avatar, which that's <laughs> interesting. That's a risky one. Okay, they tried Let's that. See how that works out. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Don't look at M Night Shyamalan. <sighs> Anywho, we're not going to go down that path right now because we've gone on long enough. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I'm excited for Glass. Yes, 
I'm also excited for Glass. I'm going to see it later on this month with some friends. It's going to be great. Split was very good. Yes. Yeah. Split was good. I was one of the few people that liked Unbreakable when it came out, so I'm excited. Yeah. My, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. My dad has always been like, that's my favorite superhero movie. See? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, because he's like, because you don't know it's a superhero movie until it is. Like, <laughs> he, yeah. Oh, my God. When we watched, real quick, when we watched Split, we had no clue what the movie was going into it. We rented it. And I was like, okay, let's watch. Like, I've heard this this M. Night Shyamalan movie is, like, good. But, like, w- like we were actually really, like, signs and everything like that. Like, when I was a kid, we saw those movies in theaters and everything. Oh, yeah. And then watched the, you know, the going down. Like, like uh, I saw Lady <laughs> in the Water in theaters. Oh, man. R.I.P. Yeah, I I wanted to see that too. Like I really wanted to see Lady Lady in the Water, but people kept on warning me away from it so much, and I'm like, well, maybe next weekend I'll go. And by the time I got around to it, it was already out of theaters. So they warned you for a reason. Yeah, it is, it is terrible. Yeah, I still haven't um, seen it to this day. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen it since it was in theaters, but I assume it's still terrible. Yeah. But so basically, look, we were watching Split, and. You know, we finished and we're like, damn, that was a good movie. It really creeped me out. And then they have that diner scene at the end. Yeah. And we were both sitting on opposite ends of the couch and looked over at each other. We're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it was it was insanity. The rest of the night, we were just like, oh, my God. And then I looked up. I'm like, they're making another one. Like, it's a trilogy. Like, it was it was hilarious. Like, how <laughs> obsessed we were with that. And so now, when the trailers come on on TV, my dad's like, mute, mute. I'm like, well, I don't want to hear anything about it. We're just going to go see it. <laughs> it's really funny. Yep. It's, it, it, so it's, it's going to be like, my dad and I are going to go see it. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. You know, um, it's funny we're talking about comic books. Mm-hmm. I have been trying to get back into reading comics again because okay. I have, you know, it's like I love comic books. It's just buying the single issues and everything. I just can't, I can't do it. I can't get oh. back into that groove of the weekly comic book visit. Yeah. Terry at Third Coast knows this. I just sold my this. entire collection like yeah. a couple months ago of individual comics. And then I've, uh, my, my graphic novels have been weeded down too. Yeah, so what I'm doing is I made a pact with my buddy Chris. My buddy Chris, he wants to get back into reading comics, too. Mm-hmm. He's a great comic artist. He's amazing. I'll, I'll link to his stuff. He's neat. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Give him a shot. Chris, Christopher Martinez is his name. He's an artist of comics and kaiju, and he's just an all-around great dude. So. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about, I think. Okay, yeah. So he... I didn't mean to sound so dismissive. I'm sorry. I was distracted. All right. But no, what we okay. did, we started just the year. We're like, just leave me hanging. We're getting... <laughs> oh, so, okay. yes, we're going We're going to read a new graphic novel every week. Okay. And we're going to be held accountable by our wives. It's going to happen. It's happening. And my first pick is going to be Lady Killer Volume 2 by Joelle Jones. I love the first volume. And I'm just going to throw it out there right now for our listeners. If you somehow get in touch with us between this episode and the next episode, I will send you the first person, not everybody, because that's too much. I will send the first person a digital download code for the first volume of Lady oh, Killer shit. by Joelle Jones for, from Comixology. Because it's just now, a wait great a book. wait a second. Should we have people promote our show? 
for this giveaway. Sure. Sure. Let's be smart about it. Just giving free shit. <laughs> you and those kids, man. Trying to play Santa. I just want people to read, man. I'm pro no, reading. I get it. No, that's cool. Don't you don't have to do that. Just just give just be kind for kindness' sake. Just do it. Yeah. We don't have to do none of that. Um, I mean, we could do... so so are you guys reading the same graphic? Is it a book club situation, or are you just reading a graphic novel? No, we're reading two different graphic novels. That's the beauty of it. Because we're I'm not in. beholden to being stuck with a graphic novel we don't want to read. I'm in. So yeah, hold cool. me accountable. I want to be a part in. of this. You are in the club. So he's reading a graphic novel called Rio. I'm reading, as I mentioned, Lady Killer Volume Two by Joel Jones. Okay, um, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. Okay. And I'm okay. picking because I have a to-read stack. I'm gonna read <laughs> Batwoman, J R H. Williams? Shit, I gotta get my eyes tested. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's critical to reading a book. You do need Batwoman, to get your eyes. It's distance. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> uh, it's Batwoman Hydrology. Okay. Volume one. Nice. I get my get my lesbian on. Get Batwoman yeah. up in here. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm in. All that right. sounds that sounds fun. I I like this challenge, and then we can talk about it next time. Yes. Like, what you reading? That's what cool. I like reading? that. It'll give us something else to post on the IG, too. We'll post screenshots. Yeah, and other people can, can join in on this and let us know, too. Yeah, so that's, that's, the, that's the thing right there. Graphic Novel a Week Challenge. Everybody's free to join in. Tweet us, Instagram us, tag us, all that good stuff. Let us know what you're reading. And like I said, the first person to claim it who hears this gets Lady Killer, Volume 1 by Joelle Jones. She's amazing. And, she and, actually, and it should be noted that this is from Matt and not from me. I will not buy you anything. That's right. Do she not says, ask me for anything. Forget y'all. I she am don't the care. cold bitch of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> She's the cold bitch. I'm the warm bitch. So come on down. Get your free comic. We never run out of comics. Yes, we do, because we've only got one. So claim it while you can. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That's, cool. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm done, man. I'm thirsty. Yeah, this, well then, I, we're not going to talk about sex. I thought we already established this. Don't tell me about your sex. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, well, you know. Instagram, Lex and Matt. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. You can find us all those places. We are now on iTunes. Or do they still call it iTunes or is it Apple Podcasts? Both. It's Apple. We'll call it both to make it seem like we're in more places. Right. And if you could subscribe and review, that's a big deal. Yes. You know, um, we are also, if you're not an Apple user, if you're not in our cult, which is unfortunate, uh, we're on, it's Podbean, right? That's where we're right. at other places. We're at Podbean. You can find us on Google, apparently, you know, on the podcast section that I learned today. So do that. Um, but definitely hit us up on the Apple thing to give us the five stars because that helps us eat. Yes, it yes. does. Real mm-hmm. quick, Matt, I know that we're done. Okay. You're, the challenge is to do this quickly. We do have David writing in saying, um, so not sure where to send this message. Sent me privately. If you message me on Instagram, I'll make sure it's in the show. No dick pics. Uh, no. But it says, but Matt got uh, Matt got away without explaining or detailing his mixed hi- history. His history in mixed chorus. This cannot stand. Take us out, Matt. Dave has been Dave has been trying to get this out of me for years, years. I tell you, you're not so. gonna do it. Uh, Don't give him the satisfaction. Done. I tell you what, we'll talk about it next episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. You're never gonna know, David. It's I've just been keep going. <laughs> <laughs>
I've been Matt Peters. I've this podcast. That's right. Flex Lutes. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, guys. AEW forever. Yeah.